0: Hey, yeah! Happy Monday! Welcome in. It's sports talk. Our number one here with me, Scott Patey, and sitting in for Evan Khan. It's Joey Wright, one of the newer faces/slash voices around these parts. And we've got you till 5 o'clock kicking around the uh, topics of the day. As always, you can join the program if you've got anything to weigh in on. Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line is 217 351 5357. Second hour features the award winning News Gazette sports writers and host Steve Kelly, at least those who are in town. I don't know why, Joey, people are picking this week to go on vacation. It's, it's extremely busy.
1: Of folks uh, in the newsroom and uh, on the radio side of the building out of town, key guys too. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. You would think with all the headlines (laughs) that all that is swirling in the world
0: of sports this week, starting with, of course, the home run derby. Absolutely tonight. All I really, it does have. It really does have its own uh, night. I mean, there's nothing else. Well, the, the the basketball tournament's going on. Just starting up, yeah. TBT. No house of pain this year. Michael LaTulip says he hopes to have it back next year. But that can uh, can sort of give you something to chew on sports-wise right now. But it's an otherwise a little bit of a quiet week
1: during this All-Star break time. Uh, is the ESPYs coming up later this week? Do they still do it around the All-Star break? or I haven't heard any chatter about it, but I know they used to do it kind of around, I think, you know, the day after the All-Star game when it was the only thing on and they would intentionally do it like that because it gave the SPs its own night yeah it would you would think it would
0: happen but um and in fact it is scheduled for wednesday there you go because i did the quick search and i forgot but i'm surprised because espn usually would be hammering it down our throats by now but they've been promoting the home run derby and all that stuff that's going on tonight
1: well and you'd be surprised how many people watch the home run derby and don't watch the all-star game Uh, I, i feel like in this day and age, the Home Run Derby's got a little more buzz, and I really like the format that they've kind of shifted to in the last couple of years. You know, the tournament style, fast-paced uh, action. You get the time limit instead of the, the number of outs necessarily. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Who
0: is this guy, Joey Wright, here with us? Uh, some folks know exactly who are, cause you are because you've grown up here, but thought maybe we should fill everybody in. You've... Uh, you've been on a time or two with us now here on Sports Talk, but give us the bio. Yeah, so
1: I, I'm an Urbana guy. I graduated from Urbana High School in 2018, and I, I've been around here uh, a little before graduation. I, I, I started to the News Gazette my senior year of high school, very part-time capacity, of course. So I was part of the second class high school confidential, also helped out uh, over the sports department. The prep highlights, uh, good experience writing writing those as a senior in high school. Uh, really fortunate to have had that opportunity. And the next summer, I uh, was part time here, filling in for I think Evan Kahn is uh, he, he stepped away for a summer. Uh, not exactly sure why, but I, I kind of filled his role and did some weather, some some you know board operating, and, and that was a lot of fun. Then went away to uh, Peoria for four years. Proud alum now of Bradley University. So. Uh, a lot of good experience there, didn't didn't go too far, and, and was pretty involved with the high school sports scene over there. Uh, still figure to be to some extent, but uh, back full-time here, coming up on two months, which is crazy. Time is flying by, uh, two months on July 24th. But having a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to uh, shooting the breeze here this afternoon. Yeah,
0: well, we appreciate you uh, filling in for Evan, who's getting a much-deserved uh, vacation. Uh, don't want to forget, happy birthday today to Scott Ritchie. Who is celebrating next hour by being on the radio it, with the on the back half of the uh, program here with Steve and uh, Bob and the and the whole crew? So happy birthday, Scott Ritchie, on the Illini beat. A um, couple of Illini news and notes uh, to let you know about. We are officially into watch list portion of the of the year. That means the watch lists of football players who are possibly going to be really good (laughs) (laughs) but maybe you know they've got to pull their end of the bargain (laughs) yeah exactly and and this is a prestigious one for running backs the maxwell award chase brown is named to the maxwell watch list annually presented to to by um i'm sorry i thought this was the running back stop it scott it is (laughs) the uh annually the college player of the year in honor of Robert. W. Maxwell, and it's voted on by the head football coaches across the nation, along with um, sports writers and sports casts. So Chase Brown gets in on that. Also, Chase and his brother sydney along with Jartavius Quan Martin, will represent Illinois football at Media Days. That's next week. Illinois' day is on Wednesday, July 27th. We plan to be there. So, congratulations. And I would think the Brown Twins could have a lot of fun. I, I cannot identify them apart from their numbers.
1: <laughs> I got to talk with both of them last year at training camp, and, and I'm with you. It's, it's tough, but both are a lot of fun to talk to.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you spend some time with them, I, I, I would say this. Okay,
1: if Sidney walked in,
0: I think I would know him or I would say if the twins both came in I think I could say you were Sydney you're Chase
1: with but I'm not 100% confident in that. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. Now of course you you've you've spent a little more time around Illinois football than I have so you've got a little bit of an edge there but uh they they have a lot of features in common. I mean they're they're definitely brothers, you can tell.
0: I would love it if they really mess with some people. <laughs> and replace each other during media interviews or what have you and see who catches on and who doesn't. Growing up in college, high school and college, actually, had friends, identical twin sisters, and I do mean identical. Now, I had known them so long, there was a couple of, oh, that's her forehead. But one of them got married on April the 1st. Oh, no. And I really, I begged them. They were too serious. They wouldn't do it. I really wanted the other one to come down the aisle first just to see everyone's reaction and throw off the groom. But they played it straight. And That's a missed opportunity. That no, was I'm a with you. Dynamic opportunity
1: right there that went down.
0: <laughs> so um, I don't know. Chase and Sydney, they're kind of, uh, can be a little goofy in their personalities sometimes.
1: Yeah, they're, they're fun to talk to. Um, I, I know they, they both gave pretty good stuff you know, last uh, last year at training camp. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and that's what media days are all about, really, is just come out and get some headlines, you know, try to build some buzz around your program. Um, and I know I think uh, we can ask Scott Reggie about this later or, or he can talk about it in the next hour, but I think he's planning to kind of uh, rank all, all the 14 teams in the Big Ten, you know, kind of based on uh, interesting personalities, you know, who are they bringing and, and, and who can we watch for at media Data make the biggest splash, so I'd be curious to read that in tomorrow's News Gazette.
0: We talked about it last week with Bob and who would Illinois send to represent on media day, and you figure, okay, at least one offense, one defense, and then kind of that wild card position. I thought uh, from offensive standpoint, Chase Brown was going to be the guy. You just have too many question marks around quarterback and both relatively new Tommy DeVito Completely new, Art Sikowski, in and out as a starter last year, but not the bona fide established leader. I thought maybe Isaiah Williams would be the other possible representative for Illinois to to media day. On the defensive side, I did figure Sidney Brown to be one of the reps, but I thought the next would be Keith Randolph Jr., possibly Johnny Newton, but instead going with Quan Martin. And it looks like Brett Bielma giving a nod to the upperclassmen because both Keith Randolph and Johnny Newton are listed technically as sophomores even though Keith Randolph is now going to be <laughs> in his fourth season being in the program not necessarily fourth season of playing but fourth season in the program so go figure and you only get to take 3 and that's fine
1: yeah yeah and you're going to have some long careers you're going to see that you know with uh, some some folks redshirting and then you've got the covid year of eligibility in so yeah you're going to have some guys hanging around these campuses not just Illinois but beyond for what seems like forever, uh, Jalen Coleman lands. I know just wrapped up his career at, at Kansas. Kind of did that that same thing, right? Where he started yep. at Illinois and then went to uh, Iowa State for a year, and uh, y- you know what seems like a decade later, wrapped things up at uh, Kansas with a national championship, no less. Let's
0: see. Uh, Northwestern is sending two d- uh, well, a two way guy and Garrett Nelson Jr. Both listed as both a DE and an offensive line. Or, I'm sorry, two way. DE slash outside linebacker is what I meant to say. So two defensive players are sending and a, a tight end. Minnesota sending Tanner Morgan is a, is a quarterback. Not every team is sending a, a, a quarterback. Um, Iowa not sending one. Indiana's not sending one. Michigan is, is sending their quarterback and Cade McNamara, uh, McNamara, Maryland is sending Tua Tonga of Aloa. Speaking of brothers, they're not twins, uh, but yeah, not every school is sending a quarterback. Peyton Thorne Jr. still eligible, going for Michigan State. C.J. Stroud, no doubt, going for uh, going to represent Ohio State, and Sean Clifford Senior going for Penn State. Uh, on brand for Wisconsin, they're not sending. Uh, they are sending Graham Mertz. Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> I thought they were going to hold him back. Uh, Rutgers not sending one. And then Purdue with maybe the best quarterback outside of C.J. Stroud, <laughs> maybe the best quarterback in the West in sending Aiden O'Connell. So those are some of the representatives for the Big Ten in media days. It's media day season. Big 12 had them last year. Last week, I should say. Right now, SEC has its going on and uh, Big Ten next week.
1: And I think, I think we chatted about it on the program last week. A lot of fun at, at Big 12 media days, of course, with the conference realignment. You know, a lot of a lot of ability uh, potential for fireworks there, and there certainly were. See what happens uh, here in the Big 10 media days, because, of course, the Big 10, you know, impacted USC and UCLA, as we've talked about quite a bit. I'm curious to see Rutgers is bringing the punter. That's, that's going to be a fun interview, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, very on brand for Rutgers. They've had some good punting there uh, going on.
1: Uh, we got some weekend stuff to get
0: to. Uh, nice finish to the open, and an Illini player with his big league debut over the weekend. Uh, baseball player to talk about. And uh, it's Major League B- uh, Draft is going on. Some of the comments that are coming from Greg Sankey, uh, the SEC. Just a few of the things that we have going on here on a Monday edition of Sports Talk. Do want to let you know, though, that if you are uh, in the mood to start uh, moving around a little bit more, or maybe you have been and you're thinking about time to get new shoes, Body and Soul Sports, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy, where Mike Lindemann and his team are taking care of feet, and they have been for quite a while. And they do things with some expertise, personal attention, and kind of a local feel as well. There's not It's not a franchise shop or anything like that. It's just a local shoe store with people who know what they're doing. It's where I go. I happen to wear Brooks Adrenaline, uh, largely because I got on their treadmill and they said this would be a good shoe for you. And I know they're popular, but with the way my gait goes, way my feet strike when I'm walking and running, these are shoes that are comfortable and actually <laughs> brand new ones, relatively new within the last few months. So I actually kind of look forward to going to do my workouts or my runs or whatever it is because my feet feel good. I don't have to worry about anything hurting. Would you like $15 off your purchase or more? You can also... Uh, uh, get email offers only right now if you sign up at their website at bodyandsoulsports.com. But you can always just stop in, tell them uh, we say hello, Mike Lindeman and his team. Good folk at Body and Soul Sports. It's sports talk this Monday. Joe and I are back after this.
2: Now at newsgazette.com, Inside the lineup Basketball a Weekly Podcast with Peter Scott Ritchie, who focuses in on a freshman who made the biggest gains this summer. High five.
0: You've got Sports Talk. We're so glad you are with us. First hour of the program here with me, Scott Beatty. Joey Wright sitting in as well. Major League Baseball draft going on. Still no University of Illinois players have heard their name called. It's expected that uh, Cole Kershipper will be going today or tomorrow. Ryan Cermak, outstanding player over at Illinois State, went as the 71st pick Overall, he's got a approximate pick value of nearly a million dollars. An EIU player and Mattoon native, Hayden Birdsong, got drafted by the Giants in the sixth round. That's a couple of the Illinois ties that we have going on. By the way, Cermak drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays on draft eight. Jacob Campbell, maybe, Illinois catcher. Uh... Maybe Justin Janis, Illinois first baseman, and it's been a DH as well. Those are guys that are, I think, waiting to hear their names called. We'll see how that all shakes out there, Mister Wright. Um, good news over the weekend. You know what? The co-host usually sits at that mic, and really? that's what threw me off. I
1: saw that. I, kn- I saw that red light come on, and I was like, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I said, why does he keep pointing at the mic?
0: Oh, because it's not on. <laughs> it should be red. Sorry, it's my first day. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the weekend, Michael Massey, the highest one of the highest drafted ever position players for Illinois, had his Major League debut. As you may recall, the wild circumstances that it, of the Kansas City <laughs> Royals were 10 players, unvaccinated, could not go to Toronto, Canada, to play because of Canada's policies. So they sat home while... The Royals called up 10 minor leaguers, including Michael Massey. First day was on the bench. Second day, a pinch hit. Appearances first at bat, a 3-2 count, and then a strikeout. The next day, two singles for his first two big league hits. And then yesterday got one more hit. 375 career average. Now as a big leaguer, he's 3-for-8. I say retire now. It's a yeah. better career average than George Brett,
1: <laughs> and if he does, if his career ended today, uh, and certainly don't think it will, he's he's got a lot of baseball left in front of him. But he could say his career WAR zero point one, so he did not he did not cost his team anything. He did not cost the Royals anything in Toronto. He <laughs> can
0: finish right now with a career three seventy five average and a better than average career.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at zero point one, yeah. he's only twenty five points off uh, four hundred. Yeah, he's. He's living large. What what else did he? Uh, a, a strikeout in there, three total bases. Yeah, there you go.
0: All singles. He did not walk or get on base any other way. Uh, made a good play in the field. They also started him one day at second base, one day at third base. Um, and his comments after he got his first hits, first hit, and this was really cool that he 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 keeps the ball. That's pretty customary. But he gave the bat with an inscribed message to his dad, Keith, who. Was his coach all his life. Of course. I had a chance to meet the Massey family, get to know them a little bit when he was here playing for Illinois. Great people, uh, legacy, because Keith played here as well uh, back in the day and at second base.
1: Uh, so it tugged at the heartstrings a little bit to hear that story. It was pretty cool. Absolutely. And, and I've got to think, I mean, obviously he, he was just up for a cup of coffee, unique circumstances helping him and nine others come up. But I've got to think – Michael Massey will be back in in Kansas City certainly come September. I mean, you look at what he's done between AA and AAA this season, absolutely tearing it up, hitting the cover off the ball. You combine AA and AAA, 317 average. He's driven in 73 runs, 23 doubles, 15 home runs. Just a terrific hitter, one of the best in Kansas City's organization.
0: Yeah, and Whit Merrifield may get shipped out. Uh, Of course, Whit Merrifield... One of the more interesting comments around this whole vaccination bit, saying maybe I'll consider getting vaccinated if I get mm-hmm. traded to a contender. That didn't necessarily go over well with the fan base, or more importantly, his front office. <laughs> uh, maybe that encourages uh, Whit Merrifield to be shipped away, but that may open some things up for Michael Massey.
1: And when and when you've got Massey playing as well as he is, that makes it a little easier, I would think, to trade. Wit Merrifield. Kansas City fans are smart. That's a that's a good baseball town. When the Royals are doing good, they come out, and uh, they've had a good farm system for a lot of years. Uh, in fact, when Mike Mustakis was playing in Double A at Northwest Arkansas Arvest Ballpark, I uh, I say I caught one of his home run balls. It was my brother that caught it, and I stole the ball, and now it's in my room in a little wait, display case. But wait a minute, you stole the ball from your brother? Of course I did. There or later? Eh, later. Okay. On, is, on the way home. Is he aware of this? Oh, he knows. Okay. Neither of my brothers are as into uh, sports baseball as I am, so it was pretty easy to uh, – and they're younger than I was, so I was 10 at the time. They didn't know, you know Mike Moustak as this prospect. They had uh, they had no idea. Okay, so, <laughs>
0: so you, you kind of played might makes right That's with right. your brothers. Yep. And they didn't care, and they, nobody has come back to lay claim to it?
1: Nope. Nope. We got it signed on our way out of the ballpark. We were uh, fortunate enough, we, we we went up to the uh, ballpark staff, Arvest Ballpark in Northwest Arkansas, by the way. Not sure if it's still called that, I think it is, but just a, a beautiful facility. But uh, we went up to the the ushers and said, hey, we caught this home run ball. We were on the right field berm. And they said, just go down to the dugout, here's a pen, and I'm sure I'll sign it for you. And Mike Moustankas was kind enough to, to sign for us, so... Mike Moustakas, MM initials. Michael Massey, MM initials. Maybe Mm. a little bit of a connection Mm. there. Interesting. I don't know.
0: Interesting. I caught a ball at a minor league game. It was my bachelor party. There you go. Two nights before I got married. (laughs) And uh, as I caught the ball, it was on a bounce, but I still caught it. um, In foul territory, not a home run, but it was still a ball. And... The crowd around me is all shouting, "Give it to a kid! Give it to a kid!" <laughs> this is a minor league game. I said, "Heck no! I'm not giving this away. This is my bachelor party. I'm getting married. <laughs> I'm keeping it." Yeah, there you go. Had all the all the guys in the party sign the ball.
1: That's my most cherished baseball. I bet. I bet. Bachelor party. All the all the friends getting in on it. I've caught a couple foul balls since. Uh, never at a major league game, but at a couple minor league parks. But never another home run ball. So that that Mike Mustakis ball still has some some. Uh, well, it will always be special to me, but it's it's extra special now because it's the only one in my collection.
0: The Open Championship over the weekend in uh, Britain, and the winner is Cameron Smith, Cam Smith, the Aussie, the mullet. The crowd was pulling for Rory McIlroy. I admit, I was sitting there going, "Is he going to hit this?" I think he was about eighty-one feet out for that chip. He needed to land to to tie and force it to go on, and that's a million-to-one shot. But he didn't eagle out of a, a bunker in the event, so it wasn't impossible. But it goes to uh, Cam Smith. I, I, I don't know about that mullet, but, man, he just
1: he just putted his way into a championship. Good week for mullets. I don't know if you saw Friday's News Gazette, but Bismarck hitting Rossville Alvin number seven on our Top 10 countdown uh, prep football in the area. And uh, there was a picture on the cover of the paper, A1, uh, with four players posing in front of the field. They had some flow to them. So I guess Mullets are back in. I didn't get a chance to catch Sunday's final round. I was driving back from St. Louis. But I I did read an interesting article in The Athletic today. Brendan Quinn wrote it. And he is a great writer. Terrific article. Loved the piece. And, And what he kind of focused on was, uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, did he lose it? Uh, that wasn't quite what he was. He, he was saying Cam Smith went out and won it. He he went out and won the Open Championship. McIlroy played well, but he didn't go out and win it. He didn't take it like like Cam Smith did. So I'd be curious. As you said, you caught it. I, I'd be curious to is that how it played out in, in, in your estimation? Because he said you know Rory McIlroy would have been a, a terrific story, right? You know, 150th uh, British Open. Rory McElroy, you know, in contention to win it. Played well, you know, hit some fairways, uh, got on the green, but just didn't hit it close enough, didn't do quite enough and and Cam Smith came out and and just did what he had to do. Well, all
0: the round dif- Yeah, the difference was on the green, but how can you argue with 18 under? Right. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. At a major. <laughs> uh so you're better than averaging better than 4 under a, a a round, but as you you know, he was two strokes better. Mm-hmm. Um and seems to have a little bit of that i mean the mullet and everything i mean it's it's different but also he has that little look of the uh, the everyman uh, and, and then you have the whole of course an aussie in in the uk you know winning it you know kind of the the, the long history there <laughs> those two you know it, it kind of just contributes to the whole thing and uh you know i'm going to take the claret jug mm-hmm. home and see how many beers fit in it that mm-hmm. whole kind of Kind of almost of a swashbuckling kind of feel to him, and now he's thinking
1: about live golf apparently. As is everyone, yeah. that's that's uh, in right now. We were just talking before we came back on. Uh, Faraday is going to to live golf. The NBC's course reporter, David Faraday, long time at CBS. He's going to take a role with the uh, the Live Tour, and uh, who who Charles Barkley's thinking about taking a role on the Live Tour? Something with their. Their uh, media department, I mean, it is it is in right now. They've got a lot of money to offer, and, uh, you know, they, they want to go after these major winners. Tomorrow on the program
0: in the first hour, Lauren Tate's in, and we are going to talk with Phil Steele. Have you seen the Phil Steele magazine? I haven't seen the new one, but I'm familiar yeah, with familiar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just just chock full of information. Um, really, frankly, and I don't say this is a criticism, Kind of low on the aesthetic side, low on the flash Mm -hmm. and image, really high on content. He Very few advertisements and uh, very few images. It's just information. Information. And uh, they have the data to show why they've been the most accurate in predicting things through the years. So Phil Steele... Uh, with his 28th magazine out, his football preview, and, of course, he's got his website as well. Lauren and I are going to talk to him tomorrow. Matt Stevens from Illini Guys will be in for our number two. We're kind of doing, you know, celebrity co-hosts. So you're you're the first one of the week. Congratulations.
1: Worst for first, not best for
0: last. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sell yourself short. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's some of what's going on. Brian Barnhart's going to sit in one hour, uh, this week. I think we're roping Colin in and, and who knows what else goes on here. Um, see you under construction. Want to let you know, if you've been thinking about, I've been telling you about to check them out. You're thinking, I I think I get kind of curious to see what kind of project I can pull off. Uh, but I, I don't know about paying for it. They can help you out. They have financing uh, through HEARTH. They can get you rates very quickly. Uh, they have fixed rates. That's important right now with all the things, the ups and downs with inflation and economy and all that. And if you do end up saying, hey, we, we're good for the cash, no prepayment penalties. So that's just one of the things they offer at CU Under Construction. And their Facebook page, you might get inspired by some of the videos and pictures they've posted of work they've done around here see you under construction Uh, i know they were in several categories to be voted upon for the people's choice see how they turn out in uh, rankings there but whether it's an indoor project like they're doing for our home in our laundry room and bathroom upstairs or that new deck pergola something else outside kitchens family and living rooms See you under construction. One call does it all. They don't have to subcontract because they have the experts in-house when it comes to HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. Check out my friends there, Ryan Schrieffer and crew. See you under construction. You've got sports talk. Going back real quick to the the open, because I know you're interested in play-by-play as as I I am. I just I think uh, Dan Hicks is kind of an under-the-radar great national voice. I don't know if you I mean, I, I always first think of him of swimming, mm-hmm. even though he's I don't he does Notre Dame football. He's done a ton of things. He does a lot of golf and some other stuff.
1: But I just really like him. I I like his his style. I I saw you you tweeted about that yesterday. I saw you you gave him some credit. I'm with you. Just a, a good smooth presence, just a, a stable voice. Doesn't yeah. you, he's you're, he's always kind of been overshadowed a little in NBC's rotation. You know, Sunday Night Football is the big property, and you got Al Michaels and company. But uh, but yeah, no, just doesn't can do a lot. Football, golf, swimming.
0: My favorite is when he does swimming, and yeah. then him and Rowdy Gaines. <laughs> you know, Rowdy Gaines. Always sounds like it's the first time he's ever seen a swimming race. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so uh, uh, enthusiastic
1: about it all. Yeah.
0: If you want to weigh in, uh, the number is to call two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. Scott Beatty, Joey Wright is in for Evan Kahn, the News Gazette sportswriters next hour. Cardinals go with uh, pitching in their first three draft picks this year, one in each round. Uh, The Cubs take a player out of Oklahoma in the first round in Cade Horton, a pitcher as well. Right-hander then go with Jackson Ferris for a lefty. In the second round, he is a high schooler and the White Sox go with Noah Schultz a very highly rated left-handed arm out of Oswego, um, and also a uh, Vanderbilt commit. And he had apparently had said, you know, I am staying with the with the White Sox. I'm not going to Vandy. But this is this new era with NIL and with um, opportunities at the college level. Of course, Vanderbilt is a powerhouse college program where these guys are, mm, do I want to go pro or do I want to... Uh, maybe make some money and get some
1: education or whatever it is at the college level. It really is. It's you You got to think short-term or, or long-term. Short-term, it probably benefits you. Definitely benefits you. Go to, go to a program like Vanderbilt because odds are you're going to play in the College World Series. You're going to have a, a lot of fans at the ballpark throughout the, the season. You're going to play a lot of regular season games on the ESPN family and networks, but you get your pro in with NIL as you mentioned, you know there's there's money to be made there. But if you go the pro route now, you, you you get going on that route quicker. You try to make it to the majors, and the sooner you can do that and climb that ladder, the more money that's waiting for you down the line.
0: Home run derby tonight, uh, maybe more interesting for people than the actual All Star game tomorrow. I know Evans said last week that he he tries
1: to make sure he watches it. Yeah, there are a lot of folks, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, that you uh, you know will watch the home run derby, and they won't watch the game itself. And I've, I've got to say, I don't, I don't I, if I've watched the All Star game the last couple of years, I don't remember a ton from any recent All Star game. And uh, folks out there can. Maybe they do, I man. I don't know. Maybe there have been some memorable All-Star games, but I I prefer the home run derby, and it's just it's 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 more exciting. I think it's it's you get that fast paced format, the clock necessarily. You don't have the the ten outs you used to. You get this tournament format, and you got a lot of young talent in the majors, uh, a lot of great personalities that that come out to the home run derby, and they aren't afraid to to show a little bit of that personality. And this year, you got Albert Pujols. One of the best hitters the game has ever seen, maybe trying to climb the ladder one more time and, and go out on top.
0: Did you tell me they locked him down
1: on the, uh, the on the bet app? They did on FanDuel. He was at about uh, call it four o'clock right before we went on the air. Double checked, and yeah, you cannot bet on Albert Pujols right now, and, and you couldn't earlier this afternoon. So I've got to think a lot of people are maybe trying to throw a, a little bit of money down on Albert. Maybe he's kind of a sentimental favorite. I don't think anyone has him favored to to win the Derby, but I think it's it's kind of that Tiger Woods thing, right? You know, can the old dog go out on top one more time? You know, and I know a lot of people would be excited to see it. It's Sports Talk here on a Monday.
0: Let's go to the phones, and Skip is with us. Hey, Skip.
2: Hey, guys. How are you?
0: Good. What's on your mind?
2: uh uh-huh. Just a couple of quick comments on the British Open. McElroy probably played well enough. I've watched most of it that last day to win it. Uh, just couldn't drop a putt. But on the other hand, when Smith got on that 17th hole, um, he's got this chip shot, and he's got one of these huge bunkers between him and the uh, and the, uh, and the uh, flag step. So he turns around and he putts one. Way to the right, it goes up over onto the green and knocked in about I don't know 12 15 foot putt to save uh, to save par. And at that point, I turned around and told my wife, I said, I can't believe that shot. I said, I think that shot is probably going to win the you you know win the Open for him, and it did. I mean, for anybody that watched, it was just an unbelievable shot. So as I said, I thought McElroy played solid. Well, that just couldn't get a putt to drop, but that uh, that putt on 17 that he made off the green when I thought he was going to hit like a sandwich and try to go, you know, he had that huge bunker hole between him and the and the uh, and the pin instead he decides to putt it way to the right it goes up over, you know, onto the green and he knocks the putt in. It was just unbelievable. So I would terrific, uh,
0: I would wonder is there a course or a style at least with the links that's more uh, just creative. You just use what you think is going to work and get the job done. So if I'm that far out and I need to putt, okay, let's just do that. I mean, I would just think exactly like you said. Pick up a wedge and see if you can chip it on there, but instead, you know, you could drive the ball 400 plus yards just because of the kinds of rolls you'll get, but you also can end up in some real junk.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's- it's probably nothing like any other thing that you watch as far as professional golf goes. And, and, uh, uh, and then when you throw in, if it happens to be a windy or rainy day, it's just, it's just uh, an unbelievable situation. So a uh, really exciting thing. Enjoy the show, but it's just an exciting, I mean, that shot he made on 17, just, I mean, I was just stunned to watch it. It was something else. So,
0: That's when it's your day, man. the
2: program, guys. Hey,
0: thank you, Skip. Appreciate it. 217-351-5357. That's the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. And then the phone number is 217-356-9397. I was here many years before I realized the 9397 is WDWS (laughs) on the keypad. Yeah. So...
1: Every, I don't know, and, and this is—I uh, you know, must be just showing my age here, Scott. But anytime you get a number, um, a phone number with a word in it, I—I've just always been completely lost. I don't know because I've not—I've never had a phone where I've needed. You know, I—I've always got a keyboard. I've never needed to use the numbers to type words. I just so I, I just. Maybe that's just me. I appreciate that from Skip. Uh, I always enjoy hearing from our our callers. But, yeah, anytime there's a phone number with a word in it, I am just completely out of my element. Or WDWS might not be a word, but you you get the idea, right? Letters, it's just. No,
0: I I think it's uh, gone by the wayside. uh, That's for sure. Let's see. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says there's no urgency for the SEC to expand beyond 16 teams. Kind of a similar theme to what we've heard about the Big Ten, although not been said uh, explicitly publicly that, hey, maybe we're good with 16. I'm sure if either side saw Notre Dame come knocking, they would be very open to that. Mm-hmm. Um
1: At the same time, we've heard that before, before people try to take over the world, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I was thinking, maybe I'm just cynical, but I think that if if the opportunity was there for the SEC or any conference to expand and it made sense, uh, there wasn't a lot of urgency, we didn't think, with the Big Ten before USC and UCLA came out of nowhere. So that's what Commissioner Sankey might say publicly, but I wouldn't be surprised if those gears are always turning a little behind the scenes.
0: There's no sense of urgency, no sense of panic. We're not shooting for a number of affiliations that make us better. We're not just shooting for a number of affiliations, that is, that make us better. Could they be out there? I would never say they're not. I would never say that we will. We're going to be evaluating the landscape. I'm not going to speculate. And I actually am watching a lot of this activity operating around us more so than impacting us directly. So there's a non-answer answer answer that will create a headline (laughs) this time of year. From a commissioner, and I am very curious to know, A, if the media deal for the Big Ten will be announced before media days next week. That would really be nice. And if we'll get any other questions answered about all of this from Commissioner Kevin Warren, my bet is no. (laughs) My bet is we'll get very vague answers, and then announcements will come in the days afterwards, because that just seems to be how things go. (laughs) Uh, that we don't get the answers when we're all, all, you know, gathered in one room. Right. Ready to, at, or on one football field in this case, it would be to, to get some clarification. And uh, Kevin Warren has become a master at saying nothing <laughs> uh, in his fairly short tenure. That would be nice, though. Some interesting, um, uh, Dennis Dodd's reporting today that Notre Dame's interested in $75 million for their annual media rights pay out. That would get you in the ballpark for sure of whatever the Big 10 is going to pay out with their new media deal. Mm-hmm. But they're still trying to stay independent in the whole thing. Okay, we're back to wrap up our number 1 after this. <laughs> About to put a button on the first hour here of Sports Talk. Mentioned the TBT going on. No house of pain this year, Uh, but uh, one with a connection to the Illini team. Put his name on the highlight
1: reel real quick today, Joey. Yeah, Mike Dom, a game-winning three-pointer over Defeat Diabetes in the Elam ending. They were down two, and... Uh, Diabe- uh, Defeat diabetes only needed one more point to win, and enter Mike Dom. Step back three, gets the job done.
0: Steve Kelly and the News Gazette sports writers, including birthday boy Scott Ritchie, are coming up here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champagne Urbana. Here comes the news.